You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Each and every one of you here on this morning. Let us notice the book of 1 Thessalonians. And let's travel to the 5th chapter. Let's notice the 5th chapter on this morning. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse number, verse number 18. Hallelujah. I thought I would be in one place, but... Early within the morning, the Holy Spirit began to deal with me about the word that I am about to release to us this morning. I actually operated within the word before I actually knew that it was what God desired for us to have as a congregation or as a family. Notice 1 Thessalonians 5 in verse number 18. Notice what Paul writes to the church. He said, in everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Notice how person is. In everything, give thanks. Notice how he closes this verse. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Watch this for you. This is what God's desire is for his people. That in everything we give thanks. And if we are to give thanks in everything, the one thing it says about us is that when it comes to offering thanks to God, we are going to do so continually or always, or at all times. Come on, somebody. And so when you look or when you consider giving God thanks always or continually or at all times, when it comes to us being thankful or giving thanks unto God, we need to forever be thankful. And so my subject this morning is simply forever thankful. Forever thankful. Look at your neighbor if you don't mind and tell him about the subject this morning. Forever thankful. And look at one more person tell him, I don't know what you're going through this morning. And it's really none of my business. But you need to strive to forever finish it. Come on, let's give God a praise this morning for our subject, forever thankful. Come on, let's take the claps up just a little bit higher. We are clapping to our God who is certainly deserving this morning. Again, I want to talk from the subject forever thankful. Because again, we live in a day and time where so many people, when it comes to them expressing to God their gratitude, When it comes to people showing God just how much they truly appreciate him, you find in the church 
that there are so many people who are up and down when it comes to expressing gratitude to God, being thankful again for all that he has done, all that he is doing, and all that he is going to do. I find it interesting that we live again in a time where so many people are just up and down. One day they are thankful, and then the next day they are without gratitude. They, they are unthankful for everything that God has already done simply because of something that they are currently experiencing, which according to the scripture is temporary. And, and I had to learn this as an immature saint. I had to learn it as an immature leader that I could not afford if I was going to lead people. Certainly if I was going to be an example to God's people, I had to get to a place that no matter what I went through, I had to always express to God that I was grateful for what he had done in my life. Somebody know what I'm talking about. It is so easy for you to take your eye off of being grateful because of something that you are currently or presently going through. Which God, if you are praying the way you need to pray, he will allow you to know that this is only temporary. I promise you that this will not last. I wonder, is it anybody that was battling something that was trying to convince you that it was always going to be here? But when you begin to pray and when you begin to get into the word of God, how many know God let you know this right here is going to pass. But I need you in the midst of what you are going through to give me the praise. See, that's when it means the most to God. It's when all hell is breaking loose in your life, but you can still let him know I'm grateful for what you've done. I'm grateful, oh come on somebody, for what you are doing right now in my life. Oh, I wish I could get more happy folk in the church. See, you got to learn to be thankful even when it don't go your way. Everything ain't going the way you want it to go. But how many have just learned to show God your appreciation again, no matter what you may be going through? Come on, do I have anybody in church this morning who, who you can say about yourself, Pastor, you preach it right to me. I'm forever thankful. I'm forever thankful. Oh, let me hit you with one. May not be where I desire to be in totality, but I am forever thankful. You got to look at this scripture and notice what he says to Believers are faith walkers. In everything, give thanks. In everything, Lord, in everything, give thanks. But think about it. You can't do this if you're immature. You can't do this if you still obey. You have to grow into this. Come on, you have to grow when everything that can go wrong is seemingly going wrong. You have to be mature to put, watch this, a smile on your face. Y'all didn't catch that. I said you got to be mature to put a smile on your face. Because there are some things when you stare at it long enough, when you meditate on it, 
If you are not careful, it'll do the opposite. It'll put a frown on your face. Come on. And so I learned that, that hey, if I'm truly going to be happy and be thankful in the midst of whatever may come my way, then I'm going to have to mature in God. I'm going to have to mature. Because understand what I'm saying. If you're a baby, that's part of being a baby. That's part of being a new convert. You're going to have to learn again in everything to give thanks. When you come into leadership, you may not be an immature Christian, but when you first come into leadership, you immature as a leader. And you have to learn that you are somebody's example. Uh-oh. I said you're somebody's example. When you come through those double doors, not giving God the praise, not getting up one time doing an entire praise service, and you leading somebody, you somebody example. And then you come out, you had a rough weekend. You better learn to give him thanks because you had a weekend. And he helped you with everything that came against you. I know I'm talking right. And I know somebody needs this word this morning. Because that smile on your face, sometimes, folk have to put out an APB warning. A warrant for it. We got to try to find it. Where is it? It is it, missing in action. Because let, let me tell y'all before I go, I'm not going to be a sad Christian. Come on. I'm not going to be a sad believer. No, I'm not going to be somebody who I'm more so known for being down than I am being happy. No, the devil is a liar. To whom much is given, much is what? Is what? I come to tell somebody in here, God is requiring a whole lot out of you. He showed you his hand. He's shown you his power. His ability to do anything, watch this, save and fail. So he expects faith walkers to be thankful. Watch this again. In everything. Forever thankful, always continual at all times. Look at my say, your thankfulness to God should be permanent. Should be permanent. Well, Pastor, you being hard on no, I can't. I don't care what you went through yesterday. Your thankfulness should be permanent. Doesn't matter what's in the bank account. Whether it's a positive or negative. Whether you battling in your body or feel the best you felt in years. Your thankfulness, my thankfulness, needs to be permanent. When folk praise you and when they criticize you. When folks are with you and when people are seemingly against you. Nothing needs to pull us out of being forever thankful. 
Come on. I'm finna hit you with one, some of you. Because there were many of us when God did certain things for us in time past. We had the audacity to say to him, Lord, if you don't do nothing else, I got enough to praise you for until you return or until you call me on home. Now you're going to sit there and act like none of you said that. There were some of us when God blessed us, when he did certain things, we basically told him, we're going to be forever thankful. And see, that's the reason I pull on things. I'm not like some of you. I got a lot to be thankful for right now, but I also know how to pull on what God has already done. Come on. That is the main reason, oh, Pastor, you better watch yourself, that I am where I am right now. This ain't man doing. This is when I say to you, won't he do it? I ain't playing with you. Because I ain't got time to play. Some of us, we know where we would be without him. Come on. And it ain't, some of you women, it ain't sitting up in church with a pretty hat on this morning. Come on, brothers. It ain't expressing strength in the way that you do nowadays. Because some men, we were weak in areas. Notice again, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Well, Pastor, that's just something you want us to do. Haven't I read to you that this is not Pastor Cochran? Look at it. For this is the will of who? The will of who? In Christ Jesus for who? Yeah, you make it personal for me. This is his will for me. But I'm battling something. Still, this is his will for me. Pastor, I thought it would go one way. It went another. Yeah, but still. This is his will for me. Notice what he's doing. He's letting us know up front. Everybody ain't going to be like this. I don't expect this from everybody. But I expect it from you. And see, this is his way of talking to you, letting you know what he expects out of you. Notice again, for he said, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's the will of God. Why are you forever thankful? It's the will of God. Why are you happy even though you're going through trouble? It's the will of God. Why are you optimistic even though everything is screaming that you need to be passionate? It's the will of God for me. This is how I have to be. But understand, in it being the will of God, listen, it is not the will of the devil. It is not the will of demons. Come on. It is not the will of demonic folk. Look at 1 Peter 4.12, even though we know it. And many of us can quote it. Let's go there. 1 Peter 4.12. 1 Peter 4.12. Watch this scripture very carefully. Even though we've read it so many times, 
I want us to receive a better understanding. Notice First Peter 4, 12. Beloved. Are y'all there? I hear pages turning. First Peter, back in the old New Testament. Down toward the back of the book. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice. But what? But what? So the antithesis in the scripture to rejoicing is thinking strange. And whenever you're going through stuff, strange thinking pulls you out of being in a grateful place. That's the power, that's the capability that strange thinking has. And guess what? Many of us, we know that. We know that. Because we've been in a place where we were thankful, expressing gratitude, letting God know how much we appreciate him, and then a fiery trial came. And when we think back to how we entered into strange thinking, we were not able to rejoice in what we were going through. Because listen, you can't rejoice without being thankful. You can't do it. You cannot rejoice. You can't tell me you joyful, but you're not thankful. Woo! Because joy is birthed out of thankfulness. I know what I'm talking about. I know how it is to be going through something tough. Thoughts coming at your mind. Thoughts shooting at your mind like fiery darts. But then all of a sudden, I know what it's like to just lift my hands and say, God, you will pull me through this. I know how to worship anyhow. And see, obviously, I'm teaching this morning to a great number of people who are not in that place. And see, whenever you're going through something, like a fiery trial, and you start to thinking strange, abnormal to Scripture, against the written and revealed will of God, you are not going to be able to express to God that you are thankful despite what you're going through. Because remember, John 10 and 10 said that the thief comes not but for to what? Steal, kill, and what? What's one thing he wants to steal? Your thankfulness. His objective when we are going through fiery trials is to cause us to think in ways that we shouldn't. You know how I know that's real? Because if, if you get to thinking it's strange, You'll be pouting about something you don't have while you are not really grateful for what you have been able to hold on to. Come on, because that's what it is. When you become unthankful, you begin to try to play God and try to act like, well, I should have this. I should be doing. No, what you should be is grateful 
for the job you have. Come on, for the house you live in now. What you should be is thankful for being able to take care of that apartment even though you got laid off or you stayed without a job for almost eight months, you should be thankful that you didn't lose a thing. And if you did lose something, God told you he would replace it with better. Pastor, how am I to be thankful and unbowing? You got to stay out of strange thinking. And listen to me. Demons use people, listen, to plant seeds. Well, into our mind or our heart. See, when the enemy is working on you, trying to pull you out of being forever thankful, again, I want y'all to hear me. It's an orchestrated plan. Some people come along and they plant seeds. Once they plant the seed, somebody else comes along and they water the seed. And then you got your fertilizing type folk. They know the seed been planted. They know it's been watered. And they put a little fertilizer to make the thought grow. That God ain't with you no more. God don't care about you no more. And see, anytime we move out of the place of being forever thankful, listen to me, saint, we start looking at God in a way that we should never look at him. Listen, if there's anybody you question whether they love you, don't ever let it be God. Come on. There are folk, watch this, there are folk that we know love us, even though they've shown us a couple of times that maybe they don't. But we give them the benefit Oh, what my parents said, you don't have your own children to do stuff to make you like, hey. You don't appreciate that? And see, I can't afford to allow nothing or nobody to change my perception of God. Why, Pastor? Because he's always been good. He's always been there. Woo! And he has always did what's best where you at, Refuge Nooner. He always does. Think about the disciples. Given instructions in the gospel, go to the other side. Jesus goes underneath the ship or boat to rest or sleep. A storm comes. And they're waking him up, asking him, do you not care that we are perishing? What happened to them boys? In the midst of a storm, they started thinking strange. And let me tell you something. If you enter into strange thinking, you're going to start looking at God differently. Come on. Who is God? Who is God? No, who is God? He, he, he is his what? His word. God and the word are one in the what? Same. So if I start looking at God strange, it's a matter of time before I start looking at the words. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse. 
that there may be meat in my house. Prove me now, says the Lord of hosts, if I would not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. We used to thank God about that scripture, but now consistent struggling, setbacks, have some people doubting Malachi 3, 8 and following to where now they tithe when they want to tithe. See, you looking at God differently. I've seen people change to the point to where they were faithful when they had little. But then when God poured much on them. Y'all can't handle that. Is this word helping anybody? Is it helping anybody? Notice again. That we don't want to enter into strange thinking. But we want to rejoice or be thankful. That's why you put emphasis on this stuff. Because it's important. You have to and I have to express our gratitude to God. Well, Pastor, I praise him in my heart. Yeah, that's good. But if it gets deep in there, come on, it's coming out. I say it's coming out. Just like when we get good and mad, we express it. When you truly thankful, you express it. Not just at church. Because if you're waiting to show God how thankful you are, and you can only do it here. See, you're an actor. You're a pretender. You just need an audience. Come on. I ain't at nobody. But some folk, it's like they, they do certain things. It's like, it's like, you know, if folks are around. But see, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be the type of person to just put on. See, see, I got to be thankful when I'm going through it and I'm all by myself. Let me give you a few scriptures then I'm done. Forever. Because somebody going through something didn't want. It's weighing on you. Trying its best to pull you out of that place of being grateful. Showing God how much you appreciate him. In everything. Look at 2 Corinthians. Look at 2 Corinthians. Lord, have mercy. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us today. Through your word. 2 Corinthians 2. Let's deal with it a little bit. Because there are obviously some that are struggling in this area to be thankful. See, as you turn to 2 Corinthians 2, I also had to learn to be thankful. Listen to me. Knowing that God was taking me into a better place while he allowed me to be around folk who was already in that better place. Come on. Because it ain't nothing like causing or making a person feel ungrateful than when you start looking at others in the wrong way. 
Listen to me. Do God want us to look at other people? Yeah, because they become our example. Watch this. Our proof, our evidence whoa, that he'll do it. I said that he'll do it. Sometimes what God does through my brother is to let me know, hey, I still can do that. He'll let your sister testify about something you've been praying about to let you know, hey, I still got power to do that. But when we start looking at each other in the wrong way, you get room for jealousy, for envy. And it's impossible to be thankful when you want to be who you are not. Or who God didn't create you to be. See, I know what I'm talking about. And like I always tell y'all, sometimes God will put you in that place to test your attitude. You see, if you're going to be thankful when I put you around people who have more. Woo! It ain't nothing like visiting somebody's house. And they... Done went from A to Z. They didn't start there, but they like they fully furnished everything. You just in awe. <laughs> yeah, come on, and you go home. Man, I'm so sick of this. How I'm tired of this. Wasn't that wrong with your house until you visited? But now some things should motivate us to do better, but I'm not going to burn my house down because it ain't your house. Now I may ask you, hey, give me wisdom of how you did this, this, and this. Y'all know I'm telling you because it's hidden some of us. I've been guilty. Not anymore, but man, years ago. We were struggling that bad. And you visit somebody, you just like, Lord, it ain't going to ever happen. And don't let your kinfolk get it. And they don't even go to church. Oh, God, they don't even believe in tithing. They got the car you want. See, it's real. And see, stewardship can be affected when you are no longer thankful for what God gave you. You can't take, a, you can't take good care of something you ain't grateful for. See, this word, this word on somebody. Pastor, God gave me this woman. Let me see how you're taking care of her. Man, they find it, the wife find it a good thing. Let me see what you're doing. If she came from God, woo! Shouldn't be a frown on your face when you got to do something good for Because you're grateful to have. I'm moving on, women. 2 Corinthians 2. Y'all see the women face like, it's amazing how he always hit us on Father's Day. I got to give y'all something.
Look at 2 Corinthians 2.14. <laughs> now thanks be to God. Every word in the scripture I had to learn is so important. You got to hang on certain words. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. How often do we do it? How often do we do it? Now thanks be to God who what? Always. That means no matter what it look like, I know you're going to do what you always do. Calls me to get the victory. Come on, that word triumph means to be victorious. To prevail. Tell your neighbor, you should be forever thankful. Because no matter what you go through, you got victory. And he going to cause you to prevail. See, I just gave somebody your rhema. God going to turn that thing around. Somebody came in here on the bottom. This word is to flip that situation. Give you the advantage over what's been trying to beat you down. Thanks be unto God who always leads us, gives us the wisdom we need to win. He leads us in triumph. There's never been a commander like God, a chief commander, whatever they call it, like God. Who leads his army into battle. Are y'all listening to me? So what do I have when I really think about it and what I'm going through? Why should I be sad? Why should I get stuck having a defeated attitude when I need to be giving thanks? Because he always leads us to victory. But see, here's the thing you got to understand about God. When God is leading you into victory, it may not look like victory. Come on. And that's where if you're not a faith walker, you will get down. But you got to understand, he always, God don't lead his people into defeat. He leads us into a place whereby we will prevail. And so we give him thanks. Look at it. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Christ, the anointed one. See, God has put an anointing upon his people to be victorious. Now watch how the scripture closes. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every. See, he uses us as a fragrance to express his greatness. But he can't do it through a person who's not thankful. Come on, somebody. Notice Psalm 30. Notice Psalms 30. See, that's what I want to be. That's what I'm determined to be. No matter what I go through, I want to give off a fragrance. That says about me, hey, I'm a winner. Listen to me. I'm a winner. Not because of what I can do. Woo! I said not because of what I can do. 
Tell your neighbor, you don't just win because of what you can do. Tell your neighbor, you win because what your God can do through you. Come on here, somebody. It's what he does through us. Or y'all getting the victory on your own. Because that ain't how I'm getting it. I'm showing up to battles knowing that if God wasn't with me, it's over. I'm like a David. I'm fighting some Goliath and I'm seeing giants fall. And I know it ain't the suit that I had on. I know it's not the armor. God said, I'm going to show through David. Get your five rocks. Come on. Come on. Sometimes when God leading you in victory, he ain't giving you a machete. He telling you get a slingshot. But see, this is what we miss about David. The slingshot represented to David something he was accustomed to winning with. And see, I have something that I'm accustomed to winning with. What is it, Pastor? What I've been preaching on all morning, being thankful. Whenever I up my thankfulness, giants fall in my life. I said giants fall in my life. Whenever I'm going through and I just get in a place where I just express to God, how grateful I am. Whoa! He shows up and he shows out for me every single time. Because he know one thing about me. I'm not going to get caught sitting somewhere pouting. This word, if it ain't good to nobody else, it's good to me. Pastor, it good like Campbell's suit? No. To ever compare God's word to no Campbell's suit. Psalm 30 and verse number 12. It's doing something for me because I'm going through some things. But I got to express to him how much I appreciate him. Woo! Y'all ever seen a preacher preach himself happy? Have y'all ever seen that? I'm, I'm looking for some of y'all say, nah, all these Sundays I'm up here. <laughs> I don't come out here looking to preach you happy. I come out here to preach myself happy. Why? Because just like you, I'm going through things. I'm going through things. But he done done too much for me. For me to all of a sudden now become a person who's not grateful. Now I, now I pretty much, some of y'all like me, I pretty much just growing up have been able to be a person who has just been grateful for what people do for me. That, 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 that's just my personality. I was quick to say thank you, appreciate you. That's that just been who, I, who I've always been. But when it came to God, man, I really took things to another level. Because I realized in God that without his help, I know where I would be. And it's like some of you think without God's help, you still be in a good place. See, I don't think like that. Come on, Psalm 30, Psalm 30 and 12. I don't, I don't think like that. Psalm 30 and 12, to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you. Huh? Did you see it? I will give thanks to you. How often? How often? But notice this. If you're going to be forever thankful then you got to understand when it comes to giving God the praise, the glory, the honor, you got to come to a resolution. 
like the psalmist did. See if you can see the resolution that he came to, the decision, the conclusion. Come on, somebody. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be what? And not be what? And not be what? See, sometimes you got to tell trouble. I won't be silent. Come on, praise him. We sing a song around here. I will not be silent. I will always worship you. Come on. What's the other verse about the breath? As long as there is breath, as long as I'm breathing, I will always what? Worship you. I will not be what? Silent. But watch this. Everybody in here this morning can't say that. Because some of you, trouble has silenced you. Disappointments has silenced you in time past. Come on. Is that too real? Things have silenced some of us. Took that gratefulness out of your heart. But notice again what the psalmist said. One more verse and then I'm done. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. I can't be. I can't let anything or anyone silence me. I can't let a situation that I'm going through silence me. Back in the day, we used to call it hush mouth. And that's how you got something saying. As long as things are going well, they're your loudest praises. They ready to get in the testimony line. But let adversity start coming. Let adversity start coming. And it will silence them. And guess what? Any of us know when you try to defeat a person, any good fighter, listen to me, I'm in the close, listen, any good fighter, as long as he's winning, he will never change his strategy. See, you, I wonder you know how deep that is right there. If the enemy you're fighting is winning, he will never change his strategy. And see, some of us, the enemy knows, if I use this, I'll silence him. If I let this right here go wrong long enough, she'll stop all that hallelujah. And sometimes the enemy will hit you all weekend. With, with the sole purpose of, she ain't running around no church this Sunday morning. I'm tired of him always going around talking about how good his God is. I'm going to hit him where it always hurt. This will silence him. And I used to be that way. I ain't going to tell you what the thing was, but it was, was one thing. Whenever it started happening, man, I just, I just it, it just did something to me. And I wouldn't be thankful the way I needed to be until that situation rectified itself. Then I go back to say, oh, God, thank you. thank." You. But see, God was looking for the thankfulness. Do you remember how Miriam and all Israel, when they crossed the Red Sea, the Bible expressly tells us how Miriam grabbed the tambourine, how they all went to praise it, and they just really got down. They threw down with a praise. You know, the only problem with that story. It's good that they gave him praise when they got across. But see, God wanted them to do that before he opened the Red Sea. What was they before he opened it? They were complainers. They were wanting to go back to Egypt. Is that you? Did I finish that verse? 
Yeah, I finished it. Okay, Psalm 79, and then I'm done. And I'm done in good timing. It don't matter what y'all say. <laughs> Psalm 79, Psalm 79. This is the word he gave me. And, and let me tell y'all how he gave me this word. I was going through something last night. I was battling, wanting God to hear up and turn something around that somebody was going through. And I was tired in body, fatigue. But then I got down on my knees. Because I just kept sitting there saying, Lord, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. I'm just waiting on the text, the phone call. All is well. That phone call and that text wasn't coming. I kept going back in that down. I said, Don, you heard something. She said, I ain't heard nothing yet. I was sitting down in my office. I got down on my knees. And I just started thanking God. I just started offering up thanks to him. And this is what begins to happen. He began to strengthen me. Did y'all, y'all, y'all listen? He began to strengthen me from my crown to the soles of my feet. I fell to sleep, got up this morning. I said, Donna, what happened? She said, it turned around. See, but I was asleep when it turned around. Some of you are weak because you allowing things and people to steal your thankfulness. Don't do it. That's a big mistake. When you start showing God how grateful you are, he will literally strengthen you. Psalm 79 and we're done. Psalm 79 and verse 13. Notice it. So we, your people, and sheep of your pastor, will give thanks. How often? How often? We will show forth your praise to all what? To all what? See, listen to my quote. When it comes to being thankful, this needs to be our tradition or our custom. Look at it again. Psalm 79, verse number 13. So we, your people, and sheep of your pasture, will give thanks forever. We will show forth your praise to all generations. Tell you, neighbor, when it comes to traditions, all traditions are not bad. Tell you, neighbor, there are some things that are worth holding on to and also passing down. And I want to say this, did be done. When it comes to being thankful, that is something that we forever need to hold on to. But when it comes to other generations, it is that thing or that belief that we have that we are forever thankful. We need to pass it down. Do y'all hear me? Because it is a custom. It is a tradition that's worth holding on to. And there are some parents in here. You have got to change your mentality so that you can pass down a good tradition to your children that when things don't go that way, you don't want to be getting onto your child for pouting because something didn't go the way they wanted it to go, and then you're getting on to them, and they say, well, I'm just doing like you do. That's how you act dead when it don't go your way. See, I don't want that. I, I want them to see in the midst of things not going my way. Hey, daddy still got a whole lot to be thankful for. Mama still got a whole lot to be thankful. God been good to us around here. Look at your name and say forever thankful. I'm done. Let's give him a praise. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. 
We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.